A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Corporate Chopper Pete Quinnell and I'm joined by Randy Andy Datsun returning from his week off. Oh, it's so good to be back. I was so busy, 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 busy on my week off. I mm-hmm. I cannot, I mean, I know we've only got 15 minutes here, but I mean, it would take at least, at least four or five days to explain everything that I got up to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm so tired. I just, I just, I just... Trying to recover from everything that I did on my mm-hmm. week off. Um, yeah. Just about there now. What's the uh, What's the most strenuous thing you did on your on your week off? Oh, what's the craziest thing that you did? I I went to the shop. Mm-hmm. That was pretty yeah. crazy. Um, mm-hmm. I had to parallel park. Yeah. Um, I played a couple, quite a few difficult levels on Horizon Zero Dawn. Mm-hmm. That was probably actually that was probably to be honest that was probably the most difficult I think I did all that week. Yeah. Um. Uh, maybe learn the lyrics to Carmela's mm-hmm. theme tune for my upcoming yeah. punishment video. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Lots of really interesting stuff, and I don't want to get into it right now because it it would it's too interesting. Mm. Um. But yeah. It's it's weird taking a week off during a time when you can't do anything because yeah. who, as someone who's not very good at thinking of things to make themselves do, it's quite boring. Yeah. And because I can't see anyone, because everyone's firstly everyone's at work, which means I can't even see them virtually because I won't be able to see them in person. So I'm basically sitting there waiting for everyone to finish work so that I can message them and go, Hey, you're around to play on PlayStation or you're around to do this. Um which isn't really what you should do in a week off. You should be going, oh, great. Now that means I can catch up on my, I don't know, novel that I'm writing. Um, yeah. What or... projects are you working on, Datsun? That's what you, you need a project. You need to I... I'm trying to get better at darts. Mm-hmm. That counts. I'm getting better at darts. Um, that's, yeah, I haven't got a very interesting life. though. Basically, all I've been doing for the last few weeks is planning things to do after lockdown. Mm-hmm. So I've got like whole, I got like weekends booked with with friends. Mm-hmm. Once I know we're actually able allowed to do that within yep. the law, 
Um, Ollie messaged yesterday. Uh, so I don't know who else said yes, but at least him and I are going to go and watch a uh, 10 hour marathon of the Lord of the Rings uh, in Leicester Square on the 31st of May. Here's a, here's a hot take. As someone who's super into D&D and stuff, you don't like not, a huge, not a huge fan of Lord of the Rings. I'm just not. It's because you don't have much taste. Clearly. Yeah, that's what mm. it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if you find did, the if story, you did, then, you would, then you would have taste. I find the story a bit boring. And also, I feel like I don't understand a lot of what's happening without extra context. There's a lot of stuff that just kind of happens. And if you don't get why it's happening, you're like, give me a, what, give me a couple of examples this? and I'll try and explain. Um. Okay, so I've only seen all of the movies once. Yes. Um, total. So this is going with vague details. There's a thing with Frodo, and there's uh, I think it's Elf Woman. I can't mm-hmm. remember. And she goes really angry at him and goes like, "Is she saying some sort of like I don't know, some kind of like oh, yeah, yeah. premonition yeah. slash angry person thing?" Mm-hmm. why did any of that what did she say in that i couldn't tell you a lot of it's just like what are you talking about i don't really get it so basically she was tempted by the ring right and because she is one of the most the wisest and most powerful creature on earth if she got the ring mm-hmm. then she would then she sort of was terrified that she would kind of try and overthrow middle earth herself and that was gotcha. her sort of that was a glimpse of what it could be like if right. she got the ring okay um it happened with like gandalf as well not not to the same extent but frodo was like oh you must take it and he's like don't tempt don't me Frodo, because everyone yeah, that, knows know. that in the hands of someone with power like they've got that ring could do awful things gotcha right i couldn't tell you a word of what she said though um it just kind of happened no. and i was like it is very uh, shouty like that. It, yeah, it's it's yeah. it's yeah, getting a bit Brian Blessed in there. Yeah, um, it it's yeah. It was, it was, well, anyway, it's now a you like Lord of Rings, uh, you can come on the on the first <laughs> to watch it. There's uh, just a lot of stuff. There's a lot of characters and a lot of like intricate relationships between a lot of characters, and I feel like you just need more explanation about who knows who and why they know each other and why this person is mad at this person. So you, so I you don't get, feel like it does a very good job at explaining that. You get that in the books, but they're also quite... See, that's the point. That, that was my point. It's like, if I read the books, I'd understand, but that means it's a bad movie. If you need to read books to understand a movie, it's a bad movie. So the the podcast that I'm doing with Abby, which uh, mm. should be out soon, Social Media Abby, um, we did a, an episode this week, uh, which I think is episode eight or something like that, mm-hmm. where we talked about things that should have been in the films that were in the books. Mm -hmm. And there were lots of times where it just goes, if you see that in the film, you go, huh. But if you read the books and then see it in the film, you're like, but why isn't that in there? You've got, Mm -hmm. you've you've got, I don't know, all this horrible stuff with like Ginny kissing Harry stupidly in the room of requirement. They kept in Ron and Ron and Lavender. Yeah, they kept in so much nonsense, but they didn't keep in like they didn't even. We don't even see Fred die. Spoilers. Um, <laughs> like uh, what? Yeah, anyway, we don't. So we don't see kind of... any, any of the backstory of Voldemort. We don't need to yeah. learn any of that. Which is that's the entire well, point points. of the Half Blood Prince. The entire point of that book is to understand I, yeah. Voldemort. I don't, as I, don't a want to, I don't want to spoil it, but Abby was like, "Look, at the end of the uh, Prisoner of Azkaban, it's like, oh look, Sirius Black and Lupin and Wormtail." Oh, they don't like each other. But we don't really know why, other than the fact that we kind of know that Wormtail betrayed the Potters. 
But mm-hmm. actually, there's no backstory in yeah. the book, in the film. It's, it's just bonkers. Peter, we don't like you. And he's going, Oh, go on. Yeah. I didn't That's mean it. to. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Right. Great story. Anyway. Uh... Anyway, we should probably talk about SmackDown because uh, yeah. this is technically still the intro portion. Yes. Um, so let's, let's, let's talk about the show where we're going to be talking about the possibility. Is it likely, is it going to happen that Edge turns heel at Fastlane tomorrow? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about SmackDown. <laughs> Where the um the first thing we're gonna be talking about uh is Edge and this whole story that they've got going with Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns. Uh because it's uh it's going to be Daniel Bryan versus uh Roman Reigns at Fastlane tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Gonna be doing Fastlane live reactions, by the way. Um, and I'm gonna be replacing Mr. Davis now that he's not medically cleared to to do the live reactions tomorrow. I'm going to be taking his place. I will be challenging for the championship on behalf of the Ollie Thority. Um, So, yeah. Don't worry, Chopper. You the bomb. Thanks, man. You'll be fine. Yeah, I'm sure I will be. Um, But we also got the match on this SmackDown, which was the main event, which was Edge versus Jey Uso, uh, with the winner being the special ringside enforcer for the match. So what it means is they'll be at ringside um, is what it's determining. Yeah. Have they actually really explained they, what his role no. involves? It's, it's, he's going to be there to make sure there's no shenanigans, which to me is what a referee does. Yeah, it, it sounds to me like, and I know we're going to get into this whole heel turn thing possibility. Mm-hmm. It sounds to me like he's going to basically just be a constant distraction. Mm-hmm. Um, probably more for more for Roman than for Brian because Brian is the babyface in this situation, and and heels are much easily more much more easily distracted than 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 faces are. But yeah, I we'll see we'll see what happens. But it's a very strange role, and, they, and I feel like we're just going to get a tweet saying, "Oh, here we go." By the way, we forgot to mention this is what this is what he actually is doing. I reckon it won't even be that. I reckon it will be he'll be doing his entrance tomorrow and the commentary will be like, and Edge, our special guest enforcer, he is here to do this, this, and this. Maybe. Mm. They might not even do that. Who knows? Well, but anyway. Well, like, will there be some kind of weird thing where he's the he's the ref on the outside of the it's, ring? No. Like there's a ref in the middle, but then the ref gets distracted. And then he's like, oi, ref, uh, Roman's being mean. No, no, I, no I think it's going to be he'll be there. Hmm. Which he was going to be anyway, but it was going it. around the edge of the anyway, ring. Let's let's talk about the thing. Um, so we had a backstage promo from Edge with Kate Braxton initially on on this show of him just saying, "I'm good. I'm going to beat Jey Uso, and I'm going to be an enforcer." Mm. It was fine. It was a fine promo. Uh, throughout the night, we got these nice little uh, video recaps of kind of like the highlights of Edge on SmackDown his whole yes. SmackDown history. Um, to answer your question, by the way, Cameron Christie, no, he isn't the ref. He's not, not a special guest referee. He's special guest ringside enforcer is what they called him. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we'll figure out what that means. Um, but they had, they had three clips throughout the night. Uh, first one uh, was Edge and Hogan winning the tag titles on SmackDown um, 19 years ago. 
goodness me, that's a long time. Um, but yes, he, he won that. There was also him cashing in his money in the bank on The Undertaker on SmackDown. Also a good, nice, nice feel-good highlight. And also him relinquishing the World Heavyweight Championship because he retired from injury. Less good, I'd say, yes. on the on the scale. Um, but also I like the fact that they included all of the promo lines from Raw when he actually announced his retirement and just said, it was on the SmackDown. Like, it wasn't, but nice try. Um, but yeah, so they just showed like some highlights of Edge and said, you know, for the first time in 10 years, Edge is going to be wrestling on SmackDown. He built it up as a big deal. It was quite nice, honestly. I, I I was like, this is this is a cool moment, you know. Ten yeah. ten years of, of Edge not wrestling on SmackDown, it's nice. It is nice. Um, yeah, I. But because <laughs> of all of that, I'm so I, I I really do think now that this is going to be a triple threat. Like that's mm-hmm. that's my opinion. Um, and I th- I think Edge is either going to turn heel or he's going to do something on Sunday which mm-hmm. costs Daniel Bryan the match and I think that there's quite an easy an easy story that they can tell because obviously and I'm surprised they have I know they've mentioned it and stuff but I'm surprised they haven't bought more into the whole they're both people who had to retire and came back and I think the easy story you can tell there is Edge going look Daniel you came back through well three years ago now You've had another run with the belt. You've had your return. You've had all the everything that came with it. I haven't had that yet. And here you are trying to basically shoehorn your way into this match, which is my moment that I've been waiting for for 10 years now. Like, how dare you mm-hmm. do that? Like, we, we get it. You're Daniel Bryan and then you're, you're the ultimate kind of baby face and... And you're you're getting towards the end of your career, but this is my this is my comeback story, and you're ruining it. Yeah, that's that. Yeah. I think that's such a and that's a, that's a really effective way of telling the story. And I think you can do that with Edge, not like attacking Brian, but Edge doing something which costs Brian the match. Just I don't know, hooking a foot or distracting the referee, or even like I mean. If he wants to attack him, then I don't see anything, any reason why he can't just like hit a spear when it looks like Brian's got it one, that's a ref bump or something like that. I mean, does the ringside enforcer have like the pin capabilities? I, I Can... assume he would still like get disqualified if he attacked someone and he wouldn't be able to, because, you know, make, like, make a pinfall. But he's a, he's a part of the match. It's like if the ref punches someone, that's not a DQ. Yeah, I think they've done a really bad way, like poor way of explaining what a ringside enforcer is. I mean, I know that Johnny Sins is a ringside enforcer, but I don't know about like what Edge is going to be doing at all on Sunday because they haven't said it. And this is this is one of the WWE's problems. It's just like, you know, when they had Mick Foley in the Mm -hmm. Hell in a Cell match, they were like, Here's Mick Foley. Yep. And I went, okay, why? Yeah. And then he just fell over and then was out of the match for most of it. Yeah. Uh, also, I just wanted to point out, by the way, that if it does become a triple threat, John Miller said so, Louis was correct then. No. No, because this has changed correct. afterwards. <laughs> this is a, this is, is a new plans. God, he's going to, he's going to, he is going to be so smug and he's still wrong. Because 
shooting here. Louis thought it was going to be Finn Balor versus Edge, right? Yeah. Okay, so Louis is wrong. Louis was under the impression that it was going to be Edge versus Finn Balor, not like a triple threat. Louis was just no. wrong. Yeah, he's 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 just he didn't think Edge was going to choose Reigns, and he did. He's always wrong. Anyway, um, but yes, it, it's a really interesting possibility. I really don't know what Edge is going to do. If anything, the thing is. It might just be that they're still just going to do Edge versus Reigns at Mania and they want a way to keep Edge sort of involved. So Mm. they've done this whole story. They've done a title match with Reigns that isn't with Edge and Edge is going to be there, go completely, you know, fair down the middle. Maybe he'll attack Jey Uso to make sure that he doesn't attack Brian or something. And then Brian will lose and Edge will go, Eh, sucks. Anyway, here's my Mania title match. And Brian just goes, ah, oh, darn it, I lost. And that's it. And it's yeah. it's not going to be anything. Um, but anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about more later because we actually have a few more segments to talk about first from, from SmackDown. Um, so there was actually included in this whole Edge story, of course, is Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan came out during the show as well. Didn't open the show, which was nice. Didn't have a Roman opener. Was good. Mm. Um he came out and uh, just cut a promo. More of the same, just him saying, I'm going to beat Reigns. I'm going to tap him out, was the uh, was the idea. Roman then came out, and I thought had a really, really good uh, promo here. Because it put over a possibility. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting. Because Roman put over the fact, and he was like, there's no way that you're going to tap me out. No one has ever made me tap out in my career. And yeah. he said a couple of really good lines that I thought was in here was him saying, I'd rather lose an arm than tap out to any man. I'd rather die in the ring than tap out to Daniel Bryan. And I was like, I believe you. Oh my God. Um, Said it so convincingly. And I thought his like facial expression selling in this segment was absolutely brilliant. And I, it kind of put that little thing in me. Brian's not going to win. I, 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 I'm 97% sure that Brian is not winning this match. But it put that little bit in me to just go, but what if he did, though? And it, uh, it's just it just put in that the, little that little seed this, of doubt in my mind. Yeah. So his promo made me think that what might happen is a visual tap. Mm. Oh, that's but good. A, but the ref is... Maybe the ref's distracted by Edge. Maybe Edge does something. Maybe that's when, it, when Edge gets involved. But we see Roman tapping, or mm-hmm. just as he's, you can see that he's about about to start tapping. I don't know. I don't. Know, I don't I'm trying to think. Maybe it's convoluted. But maybe he. Maybe they get him to tap twice, and then Edge grabs his arm, and then I don't know something, <laughs> just something like that. I think that's what, that that could be effective because that if you re, if you want Daniel Bryan in the match mania, then that's such an easy way of doing it. He comes mm-hmm. out next week and goes. You can't really see my finger. Look at that. Look at the screen. That is you tapping to me. Yeah. I should be in this match. And then you've got Adam mm-hmm. Pearson coming out going, all right, Adam Pierce. Adam Pearson. <sighs> yes. Hey, it's Our been a best week. friend, Adam Pearson. Name. He'll just come out mm. on SmackDown. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I thought, yeah, it was a really good promo. And I thought that, yeah, Reigns, uh, Brian responded saying that he's going to break Reigns and he's going to make him tap. And, uh, Again, Reigns' face here I thought was so good. He acted this really well because he was like, no, you're not, right? Like, it, the, but just through facial expressions, he's like, I'm really confident, sort of. 
Yeah. But like just through his facial expression, which I thought was really, really well done. And him being like trying to put on a facade, but showing those like seeds of doubt in his own mind. It was really, really well done. It, and it puts like there's what 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 I one one of the things I don't like in wrestling is when the challenger could just completely dismisses so the champion just completely dismisses his challenger and goes, Oh yeah, no, you suck, you're rubbish and stuff like that. And that, that works <laughs> in some <Charlotte> stories. <laughs> John Cena. That works in some in some stories, but this one, he he just makes us think, but maybe just yeah. with his face. And mm. not, I don't think a lot of I don't think a lot of people can do that. And like I I've said before, but this either way, this match and the kind of surrounding story. The three people in the match are such good storytellers and they're such kind of, well, especially like Brian and, and Edge have been around for more like 20 plus years and Roman's, I mean, Roman, we can count, I guess we can count Roman as a veteran now that he's like eight, nine years now. Um, so I'm really looking forward to this match. Um, and either way, even if it's just a clean loss for Brian, because I don't think they're going to do a clean loss for Roman, I think I'm still going to enjoy it. Um, I just wish they'd given a bit more context. I know a lot of people are saying like the the X used to be enforcers, but then we kind of knew what that's the X's kind of consistent role. But this is just a he's an enforcer, and we haven't been. I mean, that was 20 years ago, so we we need a bit of explanation as to exactly what that involves. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but this all led up to uh, the main event, which was Edge versus Jey Uso, uh, winner being the special enforcer. And I thought this was a really well-told match. It wasn't super flashy with loads of like high spots or anything, but just really solid psychological storytelling. Because every single move that Jey Uso did was targeting Edge's ribs every single time. And like he was changing up his moves so that you know normally when he'd do like an injury and he'd he'd kick the side of his head, instead he kicked his ribs on the mm. the same injury but kicked the ribs instead threw him across the ring into the ring post targeting the ribs grabbed his his arm and his leg around the ring post targeting his ribs every single time it was such a well-told story and edge targeting jay's shoulder as well that came into play towards the end, end of the match as well edge's selling of him not being able to whip jay across the ring doing an irish whip because his ribs hurt too much it was like all of it just kind of added up layer on layer on layer to make this really well-told story and it came in where Jay almost had it won. He hit a super kick and a uh, and a splash as well mm. and went to go for the pin. But Edge had just rolled onto his side and Jay couldn't roll him up fast enough because of his injured shoulder. He couldn't roll Edge quick enough, which gave Edge enough time to recover to then kick out a two, which was just really perfect. Edge managed yeah. to come back and hit a, a spear from out of nowhere and like fall on Jay Uso and just managed to like pin him quickly which was the reason that Jay didn't kick out at two the same way Edge did. It was just like a nice parallel. Edge gets the win. It was really good. Really good match. Yeah, And, and I, I really like the way that they're, they're kind of Edge is wrestling as well, because it's not necessarily that he's better than everyone else, but he's sort of smarter. And he's, and he's, he's got this kind of Logan, Logan Edge, as people call him, where like, actually, if, if he hadn't, if he just lain there, that probably would have been the end of the match. But, he realized that maybe if he just just rolled over, then that could delay Jay getting a pin and he'd be able to kick out. So, and it's just little things like that that have, well just weren't just weren't in Edge or sort of prime Edge. But now that we've got the the returning kind of wily old veteran, um, I think this is going to be his his matches 
are going to be a lot like this. It's not going to be super flashy, like you said. It's going to be just kind of really well told. And I like that in wrestling. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but there was basically no time to celebrate for Edge because then Roman Reigns came out and immediately hit Edge with a spear. Um, causing the um, causing him to be in a lot of pain. Daniel Bryan was on commentary, of course, um, and got up and he was like, oh, you want to go now? You want to go now? So Reigns and was like, okay. Started walking towards the ring, but Jey Uso attacked him from behind. Uh, and then he, uh, and what I thought was really smooth, kind of mashed him across the back of the head, threw him into the ring. Bryan immediately turns around into a spear from Reigns, like no time to even take in his bearings, get speared by Reigns. Reigns stands tall to end the show. Uh, thought it was good. Reigns stood tall. If we're going by WWE logic here, which is something they often do, Rain standing tall here means he's losing at Fastlane. That's what always happens. The person that stands tall on the go-home show is the loser of the match on Sunday. I, I don't think that's the case here. I think this is more to put a seed of doubt into our mind as to whether Edge will attack Brian or if Edge will attack Roman, because it's like he now now that he's... Well, he obviously got stuff against Roman, but it's fresh now in his mind. Mm-hmm. His, the wounds haven't healed um yeah really really interested to see how they play this match i mean i i i just i sort of assumed that edge was going to win this match today uh oh sorry last night but what they do tomorrow i don't know i have i predicted roman to win but i don't think it's going to be as simple as that yeah and and something we we haven't really properly discussed the the heel turn possibility just because he could just straight up cost brian become full heel it becomes a triple threat and mania so daniel bryan's the only baby face going into it shades of wrestlemania 30 i'm not overly keen on that idea personally um mm. i don't think the dynamic would work between edge and roman if edge was playing the heel i mm. think roman needs needs to be the heel in any feud that he's in um having said that not against roman edge turning heel is probably a good thing edge is a really good heel He's one of the best, most consistent heels that WWE has ever had. Yeah. So I think him being a heel in general is probably a good idea. Not in this feud. Maybe if he turned, if he lost against Roman at Mania and turned heel after that because he's so frustrated that he couldn't cement his legacy and win the title yeah. that he never lost and blah, 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 blah. I think that's a really good story. And I think that would, that would yield some really good results, just not yet. Yeah. And the thing was, with his return, he was never going to be a heel. No. Like he no. gonna, he's going to be a babyface, but like you said, he can lose at Mania. He can get frustrated. Maybe he can cheat to win at SummerSlam or something like that. And then you've got like the ultimate opportunist. He's back for one final run, and then I don't know. I mean, how old is he now? Forty-six ish. Old. Yeah, he's, that's not that's not old. That's middle-aged. 46 uh, for a for wrestler. A, for a wrestler. That's old. Hey, Undertaker will be probably coming out of retirement another eight he's times. He's ancient. He is. Yeah. He's also a yeah. dead man. Um, yeah, I think then you can ref- tell a final sort of a final story of him then going back to a face after like two years and then having a, a retirement, like a proper retirement match. The match he always should have had against... I don't know. Let's say Slapjack. It'll be uh, Baron Corbin. Yes. yes. Um, interesting point here from uh, Homestar saying, I just don't know if people would boo Edge after his big return. I think they would. 
yeah. given the right story, Edge, one, is a really good heel. People booed the hell out of Daniel Bryan when he came yeah. back and turned heel. God, you yeah. just got to all, tell the right all story. All Daniel Bryan had to do was go, I'm a vegan. Everyone's like, what? Yeah. Uh, what? I'm changing the WWE Championship. Everyone went, no, you can't do that. Yes. Um, and it was obviously he had great opponents in AJ Styles and being against Kofi on, you know, the biggest baby face Kofi running the world obviously helped. But just in general, they're both very good heels. So I think they can make it work. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's see um, what you guys thought. Let's uh, get into some of your uh, ultra chats here. Uh, Raging Rhino 10101 
uh, said, is there a realistic chance that Daniel wins? Whilst Roman's character probably still needs the belt long term, I could see them I could see them taking it off him for the next three weeks, forcing himself back into the Mania match, and then winning it back in the triple threat. No. That's no. You're not you're not gonna have Roman. You you can't have Roman being the guy chasing the belt at this stage. Yeah. I So either okay. either Daniel Bryan has the match won and then there's some kind of screwy finish. Or he comes really close and Roman wins, and then yeah. Dan and then and then Brian forces his way in somehow, or yeah. he just loses and goes, "Hey, fair play, you beat me. I was you were the better man of the day. I'll let you have your match with Edge. Enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna make sure that Edge beats you or whatever. Um, mm. sure. Um, but yeah, I I I. I think a short title loss and Roman getting it back story could work. I don't think the this Roman character is definitely not suited to a long chase of the belt. Mm. However, him losing it and being like, I want it back, and then he gets it back is a solid story. If he loses it in weird, you know, shenanigan-y fashion, um, and it's just like, well, my entire status as the head of the table is kind of ruined without that belt. Guess I should get it back. And then gets it back is yeah. solid enough, I think. Um, there is there's potential there. Um, we got some other stuff. We'll do some of the uh, general SmackDown uh, chats uh, for now. Uh, Charles Berg said uh, the billing of Zayn versus Corbin as the least anticipated match in SmackDown history deserves praise. Uh, Chopper, it seems strange that you weren't hurt by that very real explosion. Ollie wasn't killed because of his massive peens protection. What kept you safe? Uh, I wasn't right next to him. Uh, you know, that, that footage was a little bit kind of misleading. I wasn't actually that close to him. Um, and the the uh, the explosion itself, you know, it it, it managed to, to just kind of injure him slightly. He's still not medically cleared for fast lane live reactions tomorrow. But uh, yeah, I, I, I got very lucky. Um, it was essentially what it is. I was I was just out of the uh, the uh, explosion radius um, mm. as it was. So, uh, yeah, very, very lucky. lucky. Very, very lucky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, also, yes, the billing of Zayn versus Corbin will get on to uh, when we talk about the rest of SmackDown, but that absolutely came out of nowhere, and I really enjoyed it. Um, Kamal Arif says, uh, darkest timeline prediction, Reginald wins this year's women's money in the bank for either Nia Jax or Sasha Banks. That really is the darkest timeline. Yeah, if if it was WrestleMania, if there was a WrestleMania women's battle royale, I could see him winning that. Yep. But they are mm -hmm. not doing. They're not doing that again. They're not making the same mistake. Carmella won't be someone who's won it twice, but with the help of a man. I don't. They wouldn't make the same mistake again. Are you sure? I don't think they would make the same mistake again. How many times have they had a women's Royal Rumble match without men in it? Hey. You gotta, you gotta include that twenty four seven championship. No, no, you don't. You don't. You don't need to at all. I know. I'm just thinking in the mind of the of the producers. Terrible. Um, Matthew Robinson says, uh, "What do you guys think of the Sammy kick to Owens? This could be a good feud in reverse of the NXT feud. Loved it. We'll talk about it in more detail in a little bit. Uh, but yes, thoroughly excited for the possibilities of that."
let's say thank you to some very special people, and those are our $25 and above pledge hammers on Patreon. If you've not been to WrestleTalk's Patreon page yet, you should. Uh, WrestleTalk Extra has gone live yesterday, which was uh, Luke and Ollie reviewing WrestleMania 19, available for our $5 and above backers. They're fun show you should check it out check it out hate that get rid of that message thank you andy um but yes uh, and also if you pledge at the 25 dollar uh tier or above uh you get your own custom wrestling nickname and it gets read on a show much like this one so thank you to the man with the scoops sean Woo! Oh, thank you very much yeah the knight rider kit Woo! thank you very much the king juan reyna oh, thank you very yeah. much the easiest name to pronounce, Josh. Nope. Rashortazowskis. Thank you very much. There it is. Thank you very much. Amazing. Uh, Dr. Sophia Benilla, D-W-O-E-V-P. Oh. Thank you very much. He's a big Ben Green in the ring. He most certainly is. Thank you very much. Colin McLeaner than Finn Balor. Woo. Oh, Thank you very he much. Is the real Shorty G, Aaron. Woo! Thank you very much. I'm Batty Man. Nathan Batty. Woo! Oh, Thank you very much. It was like he was in the room. And yeah. Jordan, don't you dare call me Mountain Jew. Yeah. That's no Oz in that at all. But thank were. you very much. Let's talk about the rest of the show, um, which opened with, not with Roman Reigns, not with Daniel Bryan, not with Edge. No, no, we got the SmackDown Women's Championship match between Sasha Banks and Nia Jax that was made super duper last minute on uh, last week's show, which was uh, <laughs> really dumb because Reginald said to Nia Jax, you should challenge for the SmackDown Women's Championship. And then Nia Jax went, that's a good idea. And then about 10 seconds later, they just they just announced it and just said, hey, there you go. There's your there's SmackDown Women's Championship match that's happening next week. It was really dumb, but it was what the opener build. on the show. I know, yeah. But it was the opener on the show. They had a little, uh, they had the recap of the few so far. And then it was a little promo between Sasha and Bianca in gorilla position. Bianca saying, why did you accept this match? I was like, she didn't. She literally didn't have time to accept it last week. Sure, yeah. whatever. I mean, why did this match? Why was this for the title? Like, at what point? Did, because did Reginald say, said, Nia, you should challenge for it. And then she went, Yeah, all right. And then that's not how wrestling works. She also pinned Sasha at Elimination Chamber. So there's an argument there for something. It's still dumb, but you know, yeah. whatever. Um, but yes, they, they uh, Sasha says, It's not about you or the title or whatever, it's about Reginald for some reason. And then Bianca's like, oh, so it's all about Reginald still, even though I told you to get rid of him, but, 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 which means he's totally getting involved on Sunday. Obviously we knew that was going to happen, but then we had the match. Reginald wasn't there. He wasn't. Yeah. I think Sundays, I think they're going to write him off TV on Sunday. Um, I think I'm just really happy. Yeah. He wasn't there. I, I, I think he's going to cost Naya, and then they're gonna emasculate him, and then he'll be off TV for the rest of that'll be that'll that'll be his swan song. I can't. I I this is what I'm hoping. This is what I this is what I'm writing in my head. Um, 
they're gonna have a main event wrestlemania what you want about mate yeah and th- these matches and the matches we got on the show were it was it was just like at the end of it and i know i was skipping ahead but like we'll talk about the matches obviously but like at, but but once we'd finished the match i went okay that's it's the same match tomorrow like i'm not hmm? i don't feel I, I don't feel more or less excited um because first of all why are they having a match tomorrow um and we'll get like, into it and this should we are now Three weeks from WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Uh, four, be a... I think. One, two. It's in. It's on the. T- yep. Three weeks from today. Yeah. Yep. You're right. This should be a singles feud between yep. Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. Why yep. do we need Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler? We don't. Because now we've got the Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler involved in the other singles mm-hmm. feud. That should be a singles feud on Raw. Yep. What are they doing? And then we've got suddenly got NXT Women's Tag Team Championships. And so there's like, oh, God, we've got nothing for them to do. I know. Let's just get them involved in everything. Yeah. So Reginald is having a spa day, which is why he's not on on SmackDown. Great. Cool. Love that. Don't have him on the show. That's great. Um, at least he's not on the show. That's fine. Uh, Sasha started off the match hot against Nia, came up with a nice little flurry of offense, which I thought was really good. Uh, Nia took uh, control again for the majority of the match. Um, Bianca Belair came out after a, Sasha got beaten up a little bit, and I was like, oh, what's Bianca doing? Is she going to come and like cost Sasha? She's going to attack Shayna? What's going to happen here? And, mm. and they went, we'll find out next. And they went to an ad break, and I went, "What? what why, though? Why did that happen? It's, it's mm. genuinely... I know people are going to call me nitpicky or whatever. This genuinely one of my biggest pet peeves is when something big happens, like, oh my God, someone's here. Or, you know, oh, there's this massive move. How are they going to deal with it? Ad break. It's it's the biggest robber we, of momentum. We got one on NXT last week. It mm. was, oh my God, something has happened with Adam Cole. And he literally, Color Eyes tried to run him over. Mm. We'll find out what happens. Break. <laughs> And then it goes, and then it goes into a match, like a really, yeah. like a like a completely pointless match. And I go, what? Yeah, you just, yeah, you were just going, oh my god, something's happened to Adam Cole. And we go, right, what we'll do is have a break, and then we'll do this, and then we'll, and they played the tape of Adam Cole, and it was already, it was clearly pre-recorded because it was all bleeped out. And it's like, what? None of this makes any sense. Anyway. Anyway, it's, yeah, yeah, it's genuinely one of my biggest pet peeves when that happened. So Bianca came out for no reason um, and then kind of went down to Sasha Banks, ad break, came back and Bianca was just at ringside. It's like, well, why weren't you there in the first place? There was no, there was no like um, stimulus. There was nothing. There was no reason for Bianca to come out. She just came out because it was time for an ad break. That's what annoys me. Um, but yes, uh, eventually it breaks down towards the finish where Shayna Baszler gets in the ring after some back and forth with uh, Bianca on the outside, Shayna gets in the ring and supposedly was aiming a kick at Sasha Banks, missed and hit Nia Jax, which on the surface as, as a plot device, fine, cool. That, that's the story you want to tell, that's fine. It was a bit weird because the ref was sort of distracted, but also was still right there. And also the kick was either horribly mistimed or Shayna was intentionally hitting Nia 
and I don't know what one they're they're trying to tell here because well, they, they didn't Corey, really clear it up. Corey teased it on commentary. Yeah. I was like, that didn't yeah. look that looked almost natural. And it was so badly timed that I think it it has to have been intentional. You you'd think so, right? But then... And then we've got and then when we got because we got the story later with Nia running away, like mm. not wanting to be with Shane. So she's obviously pissed. Yeah, that. which which would make sense for either story though so it's that's not a, a deciding factor either way yeah i don't know whether they've just got bored of naya and and shana with the belts and have gone right okay let's just break them up quickly yeah. naya will naya will accident or naya will accidentally hurt shana tomorrow night and that will that only cause the, the the belts to change hands and then we can have four weeks of how will they possibly coexist um so, yeah, yeah, um, was weird, but Sasha got the roll up win basically. Um, after Nia got kicked by Shayna, cool. Um, they had a, a backstage segment afterwards where Nia was annoyed at Shayna, understandably. Shayna said, I'm sorry, and Nia said, I don't want to hear sorry, I want to hear what you're going to be doing about it. So, Shayna said, Well, I'll get a match with Bianca Belair and I'll kick her head off. Okay, fine. Uh, we'll talk about that now as well. Why not? We'll just throw it all in in one. Um, so they had a match much later in the show. Um, Shayna Baszler and Nijax came out. Nijax was standing at ringside watching. Bianca Belair comes out. And then as the match is about to start, Sasha Banks' music hits. So I was like, oh, okay. So Sasha's like making her presence known. She's going to, you know, come out and be, be at ringside. It's going to be probably some sort of shenanigans in the story. She comes out, walks halfway down the ramp, and then just goes, no. And then just walks back again. And I was like, why did you even come out in the first place? Because it's not like it was expected that you would come out with Bianca, and then mm. you, like, left, and you go, you know, it's not it's not like if Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler had come out independently, and Nia then just left halfway through her entrance, and be like, oh, that's weird, like, Nia's abandoning her, because you expect Nia to be at ringside for Shayna's matches, because they're the tag team champions. Bianca Belair wasn't at ringside for Sasha's match until like halfway through when she made her entrance for reasons when it went to the ad break. Whereas Sasha came out at the start and then said, now I'm going to go. Why did you even come out in the first place then, Sasha? What you doing? Because thankfully, it's not like they've been telling the Sasha and Bianca are best friends. They haven't been telling that story for once. Uh, so yeah, she just, it, just it's more effective if you just don't have her there. Yes. Because then it's like 100%. Bianca came out to sort of be in yeah. Sasha's corner, but Sasha is just basically saving her own skin. She doesn't have to be a... That doesn't mean she's a heel. It just means she's smart. Yeah. But coming out and leaving is just, well, that's 10 seconds of the match that we've lost. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then the match didn't go very long, but a little bit back and forth. And then Nia just goes, oh, I've had enough. And then Nia just leaves, which makes more sense because Shayna kicked her earlier and she wants to leave. I don't really know what the, the impetus was for her to leave, but she decided that was about good. And she left. Fine. But then immediately after she leaves, Natalia and Tamina come in the ring, cause a DQ, and beat up both Shayna and Bianca. And then they're left standing tall. Tamina did a much better slam than she did a couple weeks ago which was a very soft one. She did. She did a much now, better slam this week, and it was good. We, we understand. We know that. We know producers oh, yeah. tell them what to do. But in terms of the story, it doesn't make sense. We, we, we are no. 
aware of how wrestling works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're not we're not uh criticizing the wrestlers, the characters, the mm. people playing the wrestlers. We're not criticizing them. Obviously, they've been told to do this. We're questioning WWE's booking because it doesn't make any sense. Yes. Um, but yeah, so yeah, that then you had yeah the double DQ, Natalia and Tamina beating them up to I guess cement themselves in the women's tag title picture which for some reason sasha and bianca are still a part of i don't know why uh yeah and then they stood tall yeah because they're best friends i guess um i i i I because they need to have all of the women in the same feud what i assume is that whoever wins on sunday will be up against them next and that's it basically Maybe Bianca and Sasha win. And then hate that. On night one, they oh, lose the Mania? tag belts. No. And then not on night two, they have their singles match. No, not a Mania. God. If they're gonna lose the tag titles, do it on SmackDown. Do it like a couple well, weeks. See, that's out what I was thinking Mania. as well. But it's because they've got two nights. Oh, or... that sucks. No, wait, they've got NXT tag belts now. Okay, yeah, that doesn't make sense. No, yeah, it, this was weird because it didn't add anything to the Sasha Bianca feud, which should be your main feud. That's the storytelling. Yeah. You want to include you... Shayna and Nia for fast lane, sure, whatever. Like, Don't include Italia and Tamina; it gets way too convoluted. All, all of the men's t- title feuds show that you don't need tag teams involved in singles feuds, but they nope. don't seem to be able to do the same thing. With the women, no, and it's, the thing it's, is, con- it's, it's consistently like this. It's because they found success with the whole Bailey and uh, Bailey and Banks and Asuka feud from last year, and they thought, "Oh, that's really good. Let's, Let's do, do that, that again." Endlessly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they just keep doing that time and time again. Uh, this wasn't this wasn't terrible. This was fine. This was. Yeah. It it didn't make me more excited for Fastlane. It didn't make me less excited for Fastlane. It it was there. It didn't. It didn't add anything, and just took up a bit of time on SmackDown. Really, it's fine. Um, but yeah. Uh, anyway, other stuff that happened on the show. Um, we got uh, Seth Rollins came out. Uh, cut what I thought was a great promo. Uh, him coming out, being able to switch up his style. He's. I think he's gotten even better at promos since he's since he's come back. Uh, him being able to just completely yuck it up as a really annoying heel. Uh, and just be <laughs> the worst, <laughs> yeah, proper annoying heel laughter, be like cutting terrible jokes and then laughing at his own jokes and stuff. Like it's proper annoying heel stuff. I really enjoyed it. And then he just takes a deep breath and just switches and goes super dead serious, staring down the hard camera, speaking to Cesaro. I was like, man, this is really good. Um, him just saying that, you know, Cesaro humiliated me. Um, Cesaro is the biggest waste of potential in WWE history. Shinsuke Nakamura comes out to defend him. And I said this in my edited review as well. This is the most Shinsuke Shinsuke has looked in ages. This felt like Shinsuke Nakamura was here on the main run. Finally, after what, how many years? This felt like the most Shinsuke Shinsuke's been since NXT. Because he came out super like, you know, doing his weird charisma thing that he does proper like swaggy comes out into the ring and yeah all of that stuff 
and just kind of comes around and is being all weird and just takes the microphone out of Rollins' hand, just tells him to shut up in a in just two words, which is great. Yeah. They get into a little brawl. It's proper, like, oh, super weird. Come on, Shinsuke. Seth gets back into the ring. He hits a Kinshasa on him. It's great. It's This is how you book Shinsuke. This is what yeah. you do. And this is what like, Shinsuke does. So we're getting this match tomorrow night on, on Fastlane. Fast lane. Yes. And, like... I I mean, I, Seth's winning, but absolutely, like As he should. But this, like, I'm already more excited about this match than I am about most of the other matches. Like from five minutes build, because it's just because it's Seth Rollins and because it's Shinsuke Nakamura, and they haven't made it either. They've made both of them look cool mm-hmm. and great, and I don't like. I forget that Shinsuke's just been a the the least favorite in tag teams for the last two years. Yeah. And now he feels like a genuine threat again. Like I know like yeah, he's gonna lose because it's gonna be Rollins against Cesaro at Mania. And I haven't booked it yet, but it will be. Um so yeah, just give me this match and I will eat it. Absolutely, yeah. So I'm looking forward to that tomorrow. And it seems to indicate, because I was worried they were going to do Cesaro Rollins at Fastlane, but because they're doing Rollins Nakamura at Fastlane, probably that means we're going to get Rollins Cesaro at Mania, which also gives me hope that Cesaro is going to win at Mania, because I think Seth beating Nakamura tomorrow is his big, like, he's back from injury. Uh, sorry, he's back from his hiatus from, you know, from Survivor Series because he had his kid. Comes back, gets his win back. He's still a really good wrestler doesn't lose his first match back and then he goes on against the bigger challenge of cesaro and he comes up short that would be the ideal i come up short great anyway um yeah really solid stuff i thought uh after that was the mysterios versus the street profits um fun little match this one uh obviously they're they're very good wrestlers uh ended with a shock roll-up victory um for the mysterios which was cool um so dawkins certainly thought it was a shock proper meme worthy reaction for that which was great um yeah it was it was it was solid it was good stuff and then after that the alpha academy came up the dirty dogs by the way were on commentary um as smackdown tag team champions uh alpha academy came out and was just like uh don't don't think that this means you get a, a tag title opportunity ahead of us because we're great. Uh, they managed to rile up the Mysterios enough so that they get into a match. Really cool dive from Dominic Mysterio just before the match died, before it went into an ad break. Massive like springboard dive, got loads of height on it. it was really cool. Um, and then, yeah, Dominic looked really good as well. It looked really good against Street Profits, looked really good in this match against Alpha Academy. Uh, again, really fun match, and it was a decisive win for Alpha Academy in the end, which is which makes sense. You know, Mysterios have got the out of being like, well, that's the second match in the night for them, so they don't look too weak in defeat. Mm-hmm. Um, Chaos Theory German from Gable going into a second rope splash from Otis, which looked huge, by the way. He got height and distance on that splash, was cool. Uh, and they get the, the pinfall victory. I quite like what they're doing with the tank division now because it's felt so pointless for ages. SmackDown tag team titles mean basically nothing uh, at this point, but this is this felt like this didn't this wasn't star making performances or anything, but this felt like a step in the right direction of yes. taking the tag division seriously, putting on really good matches because that's what tag team wrestling does, and making all four of the teams involved feel like legitimate contenders to the title, and it it felt like a more fleshed out division, even though these are the only four teams in the division. 
it did make them fi- all feel relevant in it. Yeah, nice. it, it it feels like an actual group of teams now rather than mm. the same ones. And like the other, so the other thing I took from this is that Dominic is getting so kind of good now. Like every week that goes by, you think, okay, we're getting closer to them sort of deciding that he's good enough to be a singles competitor and to turn on his dad, which I'm assuming is the the, the way they'll go. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, not, it's nice to see four teams and they're all kind of being taken seriously. Because uh, there's no teams in who you think, oh, they're dumb. They're stupid. They're not, they're not ones like... I get that Gable and Otis are a bit goofy, but actually they won the match. I get that the Street Profits are a bit goofy. And I know they lost the first match, but it's not like I'm going, oh, classic dorks, stupid Street Profits. Um, yeah, so I think I think we're getting a four-way at Mania. I think that's the easiest way to, to yeah. play this. And it would be a great match. So Almost certainly, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it if that's the way they go. Um, we had uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens backstage. Sami Zayn asking once again uh, Kevin Owens to join in on the documentary. And Kayo was just like, mm, I'm still mulling it over. Also, have you considered that this all is a bit nuts about the whole conspiracy thing? Maybe you shouldn't be doing it. Just throwing it out there. Um, Sami Zayn invited Kevin to watch from ringside uh, on his... Um, on his match later and just said, if you see anything suspicious, if you don't see anything suspicious about the match at all, I will drop the whole conspiracy stuff. Um, and he said, yeah, sure. No problem. I can do that. So then later on, we had the match and they had a video package to hype this match, which came out of absolutely nowhere. This just completely blindsided me when I was watching this show. Cause they said, you know, long built match, Blood feud coming up next. Yeah. Started playing this video package. And they anti-hyped the match on purpose. They deliberately called it the least anticipated match in SmackDown history. The least uh, the irritating force meets the unlikable object. And unfortunately, there must be a winner, but thankfully, there will be a loser. And they just kind of buried both of them in the process, which in kayfabe makes sense. They're both Mm. inherently very unliked by basically everyone backstage. So I was a bit hesitant originally about them being like, I don't know if they should be burying both Corbin and Zayn, calling them both terrible and that no one likes them. But then I thought about it and I was like, actually, that does make sense in, in kayfabe. But it was very funny and completely caught me off guard. Do you think there's any chance that Sami Zayn puts together to further his madness and they'll tell the story that he's that that he's done this to be like I don't know to to kind of so that he's got more ammunition or do you think that's stupid? I think that's stupid. I think they just deliberately did this because they're like, "Oh my god, fine, we'll give you a match, Corbin versus Zayn. Fine, Jesus, but uh, yeah. we'll give I mean, you a video that, package." That definitely, sure. worked, that definitely works better. And it, it was just it, like, like you said, I was I was sitting there and I went, "Wait, what? Yeah, this isn't this isn't this is what I, was, I wasn't expecting this at all. Yeah. Com- comedy from yeah. WWE that made me good, laugh. Good comedy that made you laugh in WWE. God, what is this? It was crazy." Uh, it was really well done, genuinely. Really, really well done. Would recommend people watching it. It was very funny. 
Um, so Owens was on commentary for the match. Match didn't go very long. Uh, Zayn tried to do an illegal pin. Um, and referee spotted him and just said, no, no, you don't get to win with that. Uh, and then Corbin hit the um, hit the end of days, picked up the victory. Uh, Zayn was beside himself after the match, just being like, Owens, my buddy. I mean, you saw that, right? This whole conspiracy thing. And Kevin mm. was like, I mean, I saw the ref doing their job and they did a good one because you tried an illegal pin. And he was like, I can't believe you. I can't believe that you didn't see all this conspiracy stuff. Starts walking away. This was really well um, shot, I thought, because he he turns away, starts walking away. You see Zayn walking away. They cut to another shot where you can just see Owens. He kind of turns back around to the rest of the commentary team. being like, oh, thank you guys for coming out. And from out of the side of the shot, you just see Sami Zayn's boot just bang straight across Owens' face in a brutal-looking halluva kick because they showed it again in slow-mo and he just kicked him in the head. Can you imagine being kicked like on the the headphone as well? I know, yeah. It's rough. Uh, I am so pleased that they are... I mean, assume, if they're just going to have a feud, I'm so pleased that they're not rerunning. I'm, I'm so pleased that, that Owens didn't like, yeah, I'll be your friend again. And then one of them turned because we've seen that so many times. And it's really refreshing. Like, I know we've seen these guys feud a lot. That's not an issue because they're great. And it's nice that it's just started off hostile rather than, oh, no, we're friends again. Yeah. Oh, no, now we're not. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't so much that they were friends, it's just that they have a lot of history, and that yeah. was all they were playing off, which was nice. Um, but yeah, that Haluva kick was brutal. Really liked, uh, liked how that looked, and I'm hoping this is going to lead into a nice feud for WrestleMania. It's probably going to be a great match because it's Owens versus Zayn. Uh, I just hope they give him a good story um, mm. to go into it, and that it builds properly. Um, fingers crossed anyway, but I'm very excited if that's the direction they're going. Um, we then got a sit-down interview with Biggie and Apollo Crews, uh, like across a split-screen promo, so to speak. Um, and I thought this was great um, mm. because I thought they both cut very good promos. I thought that Apollo had really good presence um, when he was sitting there, and he was just listening to Biggie, and he was just sitting there taking it all in. I thought he looked really cool, like such a badass, just sitting there. Really, really good stuff. Biggie's promo I thought was fantastic. His anger just coming through in every word that he said. Apollo cut a really good promo just saying he's going to stand over his mangled body at fast lane. And then the bit that really sealed it for me was Biggie just being like, we don't have to wait for fast lane. Just kind of unclipped his mic, just got up and just started storming around the backstage area trying to find Apollo. And what I really liked as well was that Apollo was like, okay. And then just like unclipped his mic and was just like, yeah, let's fight. Instead of him being like, oh, no, I'm going to wait till Sunday. Yeah, yeah. And being like a cowardly heel who was like, no, let's fight. Let's go. And then they just had a quick brawl backstage. Biggie got the upper hand and Apollo uh, got away in a golf cart. I thought this was great. Really good stuff. I'm so into this feud. It's it's amazing how much you can just change someone's entire presence and like the way they are. What's the word? Perceived perceived and yeah the way they're presented just by having him stopping doing i'm apollo to i'm apollo and it's like like i'm the guy he, like just sitting in that chair like oh yeah. yeah yeah you're what a you're badass hard. right uh, God, yeah yeah and i like the fact that it wasn't just oh damn it i don't like you like they were like do you know what 
screw this interview. Why are we even doing this? I'm going to find you. And it was so cool. Yeah. And like you said, he didn't back down. He wasn't like, oh, no, oh, you'll never find me. You'll never find me. It's not like he was behind Alistair Black's door. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just this match is going to be so good. It's going to be so physical. And it's two people that should have rockets strapped up their bums. Just, maybe not up their bums, strapped to their backs. Because they are so good. Like, I, like tell, so if you said this last year, Apollo Crews is going to be one of the best things on SmackDown. I'm like, is he? Yeah. I probably mean SmackDown is not going to be very good. But yeah. no, this is great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, thought this was really, really good stuff. Um, and again, made me super excited for their match. I genuinely think they can steal the show tomorrow. Yeah. Um, easily. Even though you've got stuff like Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus in a no uh, no holds barred match, I still think Biggie Apollo could do it. That, like that and Seth Rollins against Shinsuke Nakamura if they yeah. let Shinsuke wrestle properly. I I don't think that's going to be the show stealer. I think they're going to put Rollins over too much. I don't think that's going to be like the twenty minute epic clash that Biggie Apollo could be if they the way they've been telling the story. Um, so overall, then we had some other stuff going into the main event, obviously that we've already covered. Uh, overall, I thought this was a really effective go home show. Um, yeah. I left the show. I was more excited for Reigns versus Brian, more excited for Biggie versus Apollo, excited for Rollins versus Nakamura. The women's stuff, I was the same amount of excitement I had before, which was not very much, but yeah. didn't do anything to elevate it, but didn't do anything to damage it either. It was just kind of still there. I enjoyed what they did with the tag division and how they're kind of fleshing that out and potentially leading to a four way at Mania. It, it was a good show. I gave it a four yeah. out of five. I thought it was really good. Yeah, I think four out of five is good. I like it. A lot of time I'm sort of excited to watch a show, but now I'm actually interested mm. to watch a show, which is which is a different is a different emotion for me heading into a wrestling uh, show because I'm like, huh, how is this going to play out? Yes, it's not exactly. like it's unusual for me. To like, no, well, this is obviously what they do for WrestleMania. All of this is obvious. Mm. So to the fact that we've three weeks out. And it's not all completely set in stone is refreshing. So four out I guess of so. five. Yes, four out of five. Um people disagreed with us on the uh, community tab poll. Fifty-one percent people uh fifty-one percent of people voted for three out of five, with twenty-six percent going one higher at four out of five. I, uh, I think that's a bit harsh because I thought this I was think a very that's good show. because they want a lot of people don't want a triple threat. A lot of people want the singles match and the fact Maybe. that they're teasing that, I don't think people like. A lot of people. Maybe. I've seen a lot of people who just want Reigns against Brian again, um, yeah. or people who see want want Reigns against Edge. So, yeah, uh, it could also be that everyone just votes for three out of five every week, regardless of what happens. Yes, quite possible. Ringside News is apparently reporting that Daniel Bryan's going in the Hall of Fame. Okay. I mean, Ringside... We've slated Ringside, Ringside News in the past. They've been pretty good lately. That's they have been weird. very good lately. Mm-hmm. That would be super strange if that's the case. I don't know how to feel about that one. Mm, I'm telling Louis mm. just in case he hasn't seen. 
Anyway, uh, let's get into the rest of your uh, Ultra Chats here. Uh, Chris Blast says, uh, hello, guys. Uh, do you think that Biggie and Apollo should be the second to last main event? I feel like the buildup has been great. Also, no Reginald. Thank you, SmackDown. Also, Roman lied about never tapping out. Backlash 2018. Uh, did he? I forget what match that was. What was Backlash 2018? Who was that against? Backlash 2018. God, what is my memory? This well, is why we don't win Quizlemanias. Was it Joe? Was it that terrible match? That oh, was it the down? terrible main event? Oh. But he didn't win that. Reigns won that, right? I'm confused. Anyway. So uh, apparently what's happened is that... It's leaked on the, the WWE Network. Yes. I, I, just, I was just about to say that. Yep. Yep. I, I read it in the chat. They but did it like is, with our truth as well. Louis reckons it's a Good mistake. One. Yep, sounds about right. Uh, Matthew Robinson comes in to say, love the emotion on the Biggie and Apollo feud. Also, did you guys like seeing the behind the scenes of the Thunderdome at the Tropicana Stadium of the baseball field? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have negative one emotions regarding baseball. So, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Like I, I like yeah. I like behind the scenes stuff. Um, the fact that it's a baseball field doesn't add to my excitement. No. Um, also, we we already saw the backstage bit from uh, Reigns versus Owens at Chamber because they went back there with the whole golf cart running him over and stuff. So we kind of already saw that little bit of the the area. Um, Jake Farrow said, uh, the only thing ruining this Apollo Crews character for me is his newfound Nigerian accent. Did they not learn anything from Kofi being Jamaican? Can't wait for someone to call back to it in a year or so after it's dropped to make Apollo look dumb AF. I disagree. But Apollo is Nigerian. Kofi mm. is not from Jamaica. That was, the, that was the issue with Kofi. Kofi's from Ghana. That's why and, it was weird that they gave him an accent. And also there's an actual... He has explained why he now has an accent. So... It does make sense. Even if you don't like the story, there is a story. So yeah. I, I wouldn't compare the two personally. Um, Isa Smith said, uh, see what has happened. Uh, here is AEW play the Una reverse card on WWE with their women's division. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah. In the week that AEW have put on a, you know, a, an amazing five-star main event of, uh, of Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa in the, uh, the lights out match. And now we've got, there wasn't any Reginald, so you know that's a that's a plus for the women's division. But yeah, um, sure. Uh, we also got one from Luchabot here that says, "Hey guys, good to see your podcast is now live." I haven't listened to a Russell Talk podcast since I told Ollie and Luke that they're they're marks for hating the Miz, and they decided to just not read out that part of the hyper chat. I think we should call them the Wrestle Marks. <gasps> yeah, I love the Miz. He was a great WWE champion. What a run! I liked The Miz hey, when he was WWE gracious. champion the first time. I quite liked that run. And I think he's a fantastic mid-card heel. That, that's, that's my opinion of him. He's not a main yes. eventer. Not even a little bit. So I have an email here, Andy, mm -hmm. um, from Juan Gabriel. Um, I know that name. Yes, uh, Juan has emailed in to say, "Hey, Mister Assman, Q-tip. Ha! Take that. Hate, hate that. 
Um, and it's essentially a, a fantasy booking of Brian versus Edge versus Roman and how we can get to a, a triple threat at, at WrestleMania. Uh, so I might do the abridged version because it is a fairly lengthy email. Um, but essentially the gist is the motivation for the story is that Edge is feeling threatened by Brian taking his shot away from him against Roman or, you know, inserting himself mm-hmm. into it. So he, he wants him to not do that. Um, and he's essentially what we've just spoken about in the SmackDown review, essentially his books, Edge turning heel against Brian at Fastlane, which, oh, you know, spoiled the entire well, review, Juan. I know. Yeah. Except oh, no, for the fact the we've already done the review, Andy. I it was in the past. Earlier. Don't you remember? Hmm. Yep. Anyway, um, and he basically says, uh, Brian can come close to winning the title from Roman. Edge turns on Brian and spears him to lose the match. Um, next SmackDown, Edge cuts a promo saying that Brian will not take his shot as the face of SmackDown. He wants to cement his legacy. Uh, Brian calls him out for being a part-timer and saying, why are you taking shots away from people who have earned them, who are younger stars? Um, it's time for the new kids. And Roman says that no one's going to touch him because he's raised the bar, he's the head of the table, and he's the best. Um, and then it becomes a triple threat of Mania. Ending sequence is Brian versus Edge going at it when Edge spears Brian. As Edge is about to pin Brian, Edge turns around into a spear from Roman. Roman pits, pins Edge. Roman goes over. Brian's protected. And Edge retires there. Um, and then Roman cuts a promo on the next SmackDown saying now he's basically cemented as the top heel. Even though he's a top heel anyway, it's it's cementing the top heel as being at Roman because he retired Edge. And then says Jam that jam, obviously. Edge isn't gonna retire. <laughs> no, not even close. No, no not, not even close. Um, no. I like the story. I like I like the idea. Um mm-hmm. as as we know from the podcast. The, the review we did earlier, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think there is a different story that they're going or can tell. Um, mm-hmm. As as you all heard, I won't I won't I won't read it all out again. But um, yeah, no, it's a, it's a decent story, decent story. Uh, I d- see because I wasn't here last week, uh, mm-hmm. so I missed I missed during the whole chat about whether it's going to be a triple threat. I think it is. You now. didn't watch the episode on catch up. I watched a bit of it. I was in the chat. Andy, you had a week off. You had all the time in the world to watch. I didn't because your that favorite was the, person that, review SmackDown. That was at the end of. Hey, I do like Tempest, but I don't have to watch watch everything. I no, that was at the end of my week off. So actually, I've been busy working this week, so I haven't had time to do anything at all. So you didn't have time on Saturday or Sunday last weekend. No, I was. I was sitting mm-hmm. in the chair that wasn't next to my laptop. Oh, that's fair. No, yeah, that checks out. Yeah, that's yeah, fair. yeah. So, as you were saying, exactly. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I think, I think it is going to be a triple threat now. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I don't know whether I want that. Uh, I think it's going to be a good match either way. I think the the three people in the ring are ex- are brilliant storytellers. So I think we're yeah. going to get a, a great match and. And it's gonna and it's gonna be I don't know I guess it I guess it will headline one of the I mean it has to headline one of the nights you'd think I'd assume night two because they I haven't think. got they haven't got any boneyard matches this year or no. or Brock Lesnar matches so I'm assuming one night WWE Championship one night Universal could um, be yeah unless unless I'm, they want to do one night women one night men I'm kind of hoping that Drew and Bobby open night one and Banks and Bel Air main event night one. I don't know about the opener for night two, but then... You mean Roman because they're telling such a brilliant opponents. story between Banks and Belair at the moment? Don't. Don't. 
we've spoken about that enough on the review. I hate that. Well, we've spoken about it already a lot on this podcast because I have some thoughts on the booking of the women. Um, But uh, yeah, and then I hope, yeah, night two is main evented by Roman and his opponent in brackets. Mm. Yeah. Um, But yes, thank you very much for your email, Juan. Appreciate it. Uh, I do also have another one from uh, Jonathan Hedman here, who always emails in. Good old reliable headmaster Jonathan Hedman. uh, Mm -hmm. Just says... um, yeah, because I was annoyed last week because obviously you didn't watch the review last week, Andy. So just for a recap for you, because you were too busy sitting next to a chair that wasn't next to your laptop. Yeah. Um, I was really annoyed that Dolph and uh, Otis were on the same team tagging together with no mention of Dolph and Otis's history because yes. uh, they were in eight-man tag. And I, I hated that and said they didn't even reference it, not on commentary, not, not nothing at all. Mm. Apparently on this week, I must have missed this from this week's show, but on this week's show, um, says good appropriate time of day, friends. I hope you're doing well. Pete, I thought of you when Dolph gave the throwaway line about he and Otis decided to let bygones be bygones. While it may not have been perfect, at least they addressed it. And that's more than I think anyone thought they would. Anyway, take care. I'll be watching the watch along tomorrow. Do you guys have an unpopular prediction for Fastlane? Um, so first things first. Yes, they referenced it. That's a fantastic bit of storytelling. But okay, that's not enough. But yes, they did reference it. Um, and yeah, uh, unpopular prediction for Fastlane. <sighs> unpopular? I think that Banks and Belair are going to win the, sm- uh, the women's tag titles. And the story is going to be they're a tag team, but they're also facing each other at WrestleMania. Oh, what? That, they've never done that before, though. That's a totally Not, novel way of telling a story Mania, in wrestling. No, they haven't done that. They've done it once. I mean, they do this all the time. I mean, what I, what I mean is people who are feuding and then suddenly are yes. tag team champions. Yes. So I don't know. Oh, I'm going to read you what I've predicted, and then you have to tell mm-hmm. me if any of these you think are weird. Okay. Drew. No. Shane. Randy. If that match is even happening, because it's yes. not even advertised on WWE anymore. But yeah. yes. Oh, by the way, uh, if if it doesn't happen, then what you can do is go in afterwards and add a third prediction of NA, and then because no one will have selected it, uh, you can select that one. There you go. You know, what I, you know what I could do as well is just delete it. Oh, that's true. Mm. Uh, shut up, Pete. You don't know. Uh, Randy, uh, Apollo, mm-hmm. yeah, um, Nia Jax, and Shayna Baszler. I think they okay. will retain even after their mm-hmm. weird, sure, badly timed. Uh, miscommunication yep. this week. Yep. Uh, Roman Reigns, mm-hmm. Seth Rollins, mm-hmm. and Riddle. I don't so think, I think I've gone pretty. Weird. I think I've gone pretty straight there. Yeah, a lot of people are predicting Alexa, and I don't agree. I think Fiend is going to cost Randy. It's just yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what the situation would be that she won. Like, I'm assuming she's not going to hit any moves on him. It would be some sort of like get... weird distraction thing where Fiend comes back and then Randy would be like, oh no, it's the Fiend! And then like... Do we, do we think it's going to be some kind of cinematic thing where maybe Randy's in the ring and then it's just ha 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 laughter mm-hmm. and he's like, where are you? And then he's just basically hunting around the CWC and then he opens a room and the Fiend is there. Ah! And then he gets Madball called ah, DQ. Probably. Or it's going to be, you know, him. Uh, the 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 popular one was him coughing up the the black liquid that he's been coughing up for ages, and then the fiend comes out of the liquid in a cinematic way, and it'll be really dumb and stupid. 
Or yeah. he'll cough it onto the... Have you seen Shrek, the opening to Shrek? Of course I've seen the opening to Shrek. Where he, like, spits out and then it says, Mike Myers in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What if Randy coughs out the black stuff and it says, let me in on the canvas mm-hmm. in black stuff? And he's like, you know what? Whoa! I wouldn't hate it. I would. That's a lie. I would hate it. But I wouldn't while, hate it. While uh, um, Smash Mouth is playing in the background. Absolutely. Yeah. Somebody. And then that's when yeah. he rises out of the out. Of I, d- the I, do think yeah. we're, I do think we're getting an Alexa RKO. I think Alexa's going to get yes. hit with an RKO because yes. Randy loves RKOing women. He does. It's his favorite thing. It really is. Anyway, um, thank you for that email, Jonathan Hebben. Thanks, everyone, for listening. If you want to send in your emails to us to give us more stuff to read out, because our lives are really boring at the minute, if you want to give us some stuff to talk about, then feel free to email in support at wrestletalk.com and your email may get read out on this very show and other ones that we have. Also, um, if you are interested in the YouTube side of things, we're doing live reactions for Fastlane tomorrow, and we're doing mm. a review of Fastlane on Monday as well. So uh, check out the Risk Talk Podcast YouTube channel for that, because that's coming very soon. Um, but yes, that is all the time we've got for this episode of the SmackDown Podcast. Thanks for listening. Take care of each other. We love you very much, and uh, stay safe. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80 percent less than clay litter pretty litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness it's the world's smartest kitty litter Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.